contingency is to cover things that you either miscalculated or that come up while you're doing the exterior and interior innovations. And then the operating account fund is to cover unexpected issues that come up that are unrelated to your actual CapEx. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best of your listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two podcast episodes every Wednesday and Thursday on the best real estate investing advice ever show on iTunes. We also turn these into YouTube videos as well, posted a little bit later in the week. Each of these episodes focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these series, we offer a free resource, whether it's a PDF, how-to guide, a Excel template calculator, or a PowerPoint presentation template. Regardless of the type of resource, we're always giving away free stuff on syndicationschool.com in addition to the actual free episodes. All of the previous free resources and free Syndication School podcast episodes can be found at syndicationschool.com. 
com. This episode is going to be a quick one, but it's still important information to give out. And we're going to talk about the different accounts you will have when you are asset managing a deal. So these are the different types of bank accounts you're going to have. And we're going to talk about what they are and what they are used for. So there are really two main accounts. And the second one is kind of a part one, part two, or A, B. It kind of depends on the type of loan that you get. But the first account, the main account, is going to be your operating account. So the operating account is the account that all of the revenues you collect go into. So all of the rents you collect, all of the security deposits you collect, all of the other fees you charge, whether it be monies from renting out a carport or other types of parking, valet trash, pet fees, application fees, things like that. Basically, any money that you are collecting from tenants are going to go into this operating account. And since money is coming in, money is also going to be going out. So whenever you are paying your expenses, those will come out of this operating account. So ongoing expenses such as maintenance repairs, paying your property management company, paying your taxes, paying insurance, any types of reserves that you plan on saving, those will come out of this operating account. So this is kind of just the main account you're going to use for the everyday incomes and everyday expenses. And additionally, since, again, this is the account that has all the money in it, this is the account you'll also want to use to pay out your investors. We've talked about this before, but typically you pay your investors distributions on a monthly basis, quarterly basis, or you can do biannually or annually. We do monthly. Uh, The most common one is quarterly. Sometimes you'll see twice a year or annually. So whenever it's time to pay your investors, this is where that money comes from. Now, since it's going to be a bank account, you can either pay them in the form of check. So you send checks in the mail. So you've got to get checks for this account or have your property management company set up direct deposits. Just making sure you have all that set up before closing so that your investors can get their first distribution smoothly. Now, one of the common questions we get from our clients, as well as, as other people who are interested in doing apartment syndications, very specific question when it comes to underwriting, and that is, what is this operating account fund cost assumption? So whenever you're underwriting a deal, obviously you've got to raise money for your down payment, for closing costs, for any fees you're charging as a GP, whether it's acquisition fees, guarantee fees, things like that. And then depending on the type of loan you get, you might have to raise additional money for your CapEx costs. And then there's this other item, which is the operating account fund. So now that we're explaining what the operating account is and how it's used, the upfront operating account fund should make a little bit more sense. So this operating account fund is essentially to pay for any unexpected issues that arise or shortfalls that arise before you're able to accumulate enough money in that operating account. So after 12 months of owning the deal, you should have collected enough rent, enough other incomes to have a large enough purse to pay for any sort of unexpected maintenance issue, right? A large boiler goes down and you need to spend $20,000 to repair it. After 12 months, you should be able to cover that no problem. But what happens if you buy the property and then the first month something happens to the boiler and you go to your operating account and you have to decide whether you're going to distribute money to your investors for the month or if you're going to pay and fix this boiler. 
obviously the pay to fix the boiler, which means you have to delay your distributions to your investors, which might be an issue for them. That's why the operating account fund up front is so important. So you're going to want to raise additional capital up front and put it into your operating account so that, following this example, if that boiler were to break down and you need to replace it, you have already have money allocated towards issues like that. Whereas, again, if you didn't raise this money, you would have to make some hard decisions. So the upfront operating account fund amount depends on the business plan, depends on the type of deal. A good rule of thumb, and this is kind of a, a large range, would be anywhere between 1% to 5% of the purchase price, a residential capital for that. So that would be raising a few extra acquisition fees because acquisition fees are usually 2% of the purchase price. So again, it varies. Some people do a flat rate of say hundred K. It kind of just depends on the deal itself. So make sure that when you are underwriting your deal, like all things in your underwriting, you run it by your property management company first and you ask them what would be a good amount of money to put in this operating account fund. And ideally you're working with an experienced property management company who knows what that is and has a good idea of what might potentially come up. Now this is different than contingency. So when you're underwriting your deal and you're creating your interior and exterior cap X assumptions, you're going to go in there and renovate the units. Maybe you're going to upgrade the clubhouse and install some carports and do some other touch-ups to the property. You're going to want to have a contingency fund that's equal to 10 to 15% of the overall interior and exterior cap X budget for unexpected issues that arise while you're doing the renovation. So let's say you projected $5,000 per unit, but it ends up being $6,000 per unit or $500 per unit because the bid was a lot higher than you expected. That's what the contingency covers. The operating account fund is different. That's going to cover things that come up that have nothing to do with your initial capex. So these are like deferred maintenance items that you missed, or maybe the pay insurance or taxes upfront or sooner than possible. So things like that. So they're kind of similar, but they're actually two distinct things. Contingency is to cover things that you either miscalculated or that come up while you're doing the exterior and interior innovations. And then the operating account fund is to cover unexpected issues that come up that are unrelated to your actual CapEx. So hopefully that clears up what that operating account fund is when you're underwriting your deal and making sure you're raising the right amount of money to cover that upfront, as well as also having the separate contingency budget for your exterior and interior renovations. So that's the first account. That's the main account. You're going to have that account really no matter what type of loan you get. The second and third accounts, I guess, it's really, we're going to call them 2A and 2B. Those are going to depend on the type of loan that you get. So 2A, we're going to call the capital account. So the capital account is if you are securing an agency loan, so a Freddie Mac or a Fannie Mae loan, and you are not including any renovations in your loan. There are agency loans that do allow you to have monies allocated towards renovations, but for the capital account, this is when you're getting a loan, whether it's an agency loan or some other type of loan, and none of the CapEx interior or exterior are going to be included in that loan. And instead, you need to raise money from your investors to cover that. That's where the capital account comes in. So whenever you perform a renovation, your contractor finishes it up and they're ready to get paid, this is the account they get paid out of. They're not paid out of the operating account. They're paid out of the capital account because this is where you put your investors' money. So when you raise the money from your investors, obviously a portion of it goes to the down payment, but then you're raising the rest the portion that goes to down payment and then other closing costs, fees to you, 
And some of it goes to the operating account fund. The rest of it, the chunk that goes to your CapEx is going to go into a separate account. It's going to go into the capital account. And that is how you pay your contractors. A contractor finishes up a unit or finishes up half the units, whatever your agreement is, and they come to get paid. You pay them out of your capital account, not your operating account. And then as I mentioned, since this is going to be how your contractors get paid, this is where you're going to want to put your investors' money. So when they are wiring their funds to you, you want to put it in this capital account and then pay for the loan, pay yourself, pay the closing costs, transfer money into your operating account for that operating account upfront fund, and then the rest will stay in that capital account and be paid out to the contractors. So that's 2A. 2B would be if you got a loan program like a bridge loan or some other loan program that does include renovations, then your lender may require you to create what's called a DACA account, dog, alpha, cat, alpha account. Now, what this is, is that the lender may require you to, rather than depositing any of the rents straight into your operating account, the lender may require you to deposit the rents into this DACA account first, and then funnel that money into your operating account fund, maybe even that exact same day. The purpose of this DACA account is to technically stop income coming to you, the borrower, if you fall into what's called cash management from not passing the debt service coverage ratio test. So typically when you are getting monies from a lender for renovations, they're going to have some debt service coverage ratio requirements, maybe some occupancy requirements, maybe some timeline requirements where you need to have the renovations completed within a certain amount of time. And then they're going to come to the property and do some inspections to make sure that everything's going according to plan. If things aren't going according to plan, if you're not hitting their debt service coverage ratio requirements, then you go into what's called cash management and they will, in a sense, take money from this account to pay themselves for whatever issue that arose. So this is kind of something that's different from the capital account. If you're not paying for innovations yourself, you're not going to have a capital account because they're coming from the lender through the draws, but you might have to have a separate DACA account so that if for some reason you're not following the lender's requirements, you fall into cash management, they can stop the money from coming to you. So they're not going to take the money. They just put a halt on it and you can't collect that money until you hit those requirements. So those are the three different types of accounts you're going to come across when you are asset managing your deal. It's important to know because you want to make sure that you're not paying your investors out of the capital account, that you actually have an operating account, that you have enough money in your operating account to pay your investors, to pay your property management company, making sure you have enough money in your capital account to pay your contractors, and making sure you have that DAC account if required so that you're meeting the lender's requirements. And again, the capital account will be if you are paying for innovations yourself, and your investors are paying for their innovations. DACA account is something that you might have to do if the lender is the one who's covering the renovations and you paid for those in your down payment. So that concludes this episode. As I said, it's going to be a quick one, but again, this information is important to know, especially since typically a lot of the focus in the real estate and apartment indications are on the front end activities, like how to find deals, how to build your team, how to raise money, how to underwrite deals, and not focus as much on the asset management side. So we're definitely going to be talking a lot more about asset management in some future syndication school episodes, even though we focus probably an eight part series on it earlier on. So you'll definitely want to check that out syndicationschool.com. 
Until tomorrow, make sure you check out some of our other Syndication School series. Make sure you check out and download all of the free documents we have available to you. Both of those can be found at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. The Corporate Investor Podcast is geared towards successful corporate employees with high-income jobs looking to create a second stream of income. You'll hear from successful real estate investors on the show as they describe how they got started investing while working their full-time corporate job. Listen and subscribe at thecorporateinvestor.com. That's thecorporateinvestor.com.